one monthly fee. Choose only the services you need, and we will tailor them to fit your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. At Sunlight Federal Credit Union, we know how important convenience, time, and flexibility are for you. That's why we've joined the Co-op Shared Branching Network, which gives you access to your account at over 5,600 branches across all 50 states. That's just one more way we make Sunlight Federal Credit Union your branch for your funds, no matter what you're doing or where you're at. Join Sunlight Federal Credit Union today and start experiencing the credit union difference. Okay, so I got this smartwatch that actually tells me that it's time to drink water. Our ancestors crossed the wilderness in covered wagons without water reminder sundials. How did they not die of thirst? Well, if you're looking for water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service in Eureka. They drill a hole in the ground and deliver cool, clear water. So here's your reminder. You need water. Contact 307 Wildcat Well Service today, and you too will have cool, clear water. When you talk to your pets, this is what they hear. And your dog replies... Hey, Mr. Whiskers, I think he's saying we're getting new dog and cat food from Northwest Naturals. Raw diets for dogs and cats sold locally only at the Health Nut. He says Northwest Naturals has cat treats, too. Which means you guys stay here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Your health is important. Don't put off feeling your best today. PEMF Wellness can help get rid of the toxins in your body, assist with muscle fatigue, and support general relaxation. If you have not tried PEMF therapy, call Aaron today and book your session. 752-8117. Check out PEMF Wellness on Facebook for more information and give certificates for new clients available on Shared and Media Hot Buys every Thursday. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by the Chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. Um, I'm handing out papers right now. Uh, I got sidetracked. We were talking about tattoos before the show. Chief, you got some beautiful ink on your arm there. Oh, thank you. Uh, What is that? Uh, What is the image? So it's just a, a bunch of different wildlife. I have uh, some moose and elk and de- deer and stuff like that on my arm. So I'm a big outdoor enthusiast, big hunter, and 
I don't know, big respect for wildlife and the outdoors. And so just kind of memorialize that on my arm. I love that. You've got like a, a hunter outdoorsman tattoo to, yeah. to match your, your personality. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, it's just something that I can look at and just, you know, it's my, my total respect and love for the outdoors. And I see it every day. Uh, Captain, you said you don't have any. You served in the military. You've uh, uh, been on yep. the force for years, just not a tattoo guy. I'm, I'm a freckled guy. And, uh, <laughs> I have many freckles that probably mean many things to many different people. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those, the natural tattoo, yes, right? Yes, right. Now, uh, we just got through our 2023 Wild Rodeo Week. Chief, you gave a great report at the Sheridan City Council to the mayor the other day. How did it all go down? It went very, very well. Um, it was obviously a little chaotic with some of the closures and all that. And, you know, there, it was different this year we had to make some adjustments to the norm i guess i'd call it with the parade route uh and it impacted some of the traffic flow in town but overall i i feel the weekend went very very well from from a safety standpoint from a law enforcement standpoint and mostly from a community standpoint it seemed that people really were out enjoying themselves and, and having a great time um i got a lot of great feedback from the community on on the weekend and how how everything went the 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 what the rodeo was able to, to provide for as far as entertainment, what the downtown events, how those were run and how those were done. Overall, very happy with the weekend. You know, just before the parade, I was out walking around, uh, just kind of getting the lay of the land before anyone showed up. Officers were already down there. Uh, I had an opportunity to speak with a couple of our officers that I know, and I got to meet uh, a new one. So many individuals were walking up just to talk to mm-hmm. the officers, uh, not to complain about something, not to ask why they were there, just to kind of have a conversation. And I think that is such a fantastic thing that uh, our PD, in an, in a very minor way, carries a little bit of celebrity locally. Uh, there's a oh, lot of respect for the I hope they're the not port. listening to that. I don't want to go into their heads. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it's all part of what the captain and I have talked about many times. We have put together a department that is just so service oriented and they understand that that our our services to our community and they also understand that they're part of that as well they're a part of that community and when you can combine that service mindset as well as the identity that you are a part of that community it, we're, we're all vested in the success of, of sheridan and the success of our entire community it's, it's it's super important to all of us that that people thrive here and really enjoy that that quality of life is sewn into our mission statement it is a, the key component of our mission statement and having that good rapport with our community is is a key to achieving our objectives and our goals absolutely and you know it just kind of always puts me back on my heels when i hear or or see especially in the news a a, a force that tends to be a little more authoritative you know uh yeah, a little well, more militant. As we, than, we've discussed before, we're a reflection of our community, too. Um, we have the luxury of focusing on quality of life issues. Um, our team can absolutely solve some some of the more drastic problems that, that arise, but Sharon's a fantastic community. Uh, therefore, we can focus on, on our quality of life issues. Some of the bigger cities are, are jurisdictions with more violent crime. Then that that requires a different approach. Yeah. Um, than 
than we usually take. And, and it's also the correct, it's a different correct way of taking care of their problems. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot more people, a lot more problems. Yes. Right. Um, and that, that's why so many individuals are flooding here to Cheyenne, or excuse me, to Sheridan. And now, how did everything go down at the fairgrounds? Was it just as good there as it was downtown? Um, it, it was. Uh, we part. We don't even partner. Uh, Sh- Sheriff Dominguez's uh, deputies do, uh, really help us out taking care of the fairgrounds. So this is it, it's part of a team. They're not working for us, and I don't want it, that to come across in any way. But they did a fantastic job uh, keeping the peace up at the fairgrounds, and they're uh, up there till the late early morning. Um, and there, there were no problems. And it goes, goes down to the, the planning, the, the rodeo uh, board, the fairgrounds, uh, and, the, uh, and the sheriff's office and us, and everyone just get, get on it early. We've got a good plan. We don't change the plan just to change it. And it was, it was a good, good week for us. I spoke with uh, LT Jorgensen of the Wyoming Highway Patrol yesterday, and he spoke on the regional departments having uh, each other's back in just about any situation and how strong that is uh, reinforced year after year. wasn't always that way. This is something that uh, I wouldn't say recent, over the last couple of decades, I think. Uh, but did, how, how is that relationship formed, Chief? It, well, it starts with, you know, identifying that we're all, we're all trying to achieve the same thing. And we want, our, we want our community to be safe. And we all play a similar role, but we can also provide different attributes to that role, right? So it's really been strong in that the communication between the Sheriff's Department, the Highway Patrol, and, and the Sheridan Police Department, and our relationships, we meet regularly, we, we discuss problems that we can work on together, and it's really that joint cooperation, and, and we can all have better success in achieving our goals by working together than not communicating and not working and not working together. So when we, when we have these these large events, you know, we we understand that we can. I don't want to call it divide and conquer because that's not really the right word, right term. But we can really focus on on different parts uh, and different aspects of each event and utilize our resources accordingly. And, and the, the highway patrol brought in additional resources from across the state. Um, we had some additional resources not only in our own staff but as well as Gillette PD. Um, they've been a great partner. And then, like the captain said, Sheriff Dominguez bringing in additional resources with his deputies. So having that joint cooperation really facilitates a much safer event uh, and much more conducive to, to ensuring that, that we can keep things safe for the weekend. And as far as establishing those relationships, um, and this is in the comment on past chiefs, but we have a chief who came up through the ranks here. Yeah. Um, we have a sheriff who came up through the ranks here. Um, we have highway patrolmen who came up through the ranks. So we've known each other for 10 to 20 years. Yeah. Um, so these, these are long, long-standing relationships. We've, we've backed each other up on, on calls, and now we're taking that relationship and using it to, to solve problems on, on a larger scale. So they're, they're very close. And we, we've, known those, we've known these guys for, forever. I mean, yeah. And, and even uh, there's, there's individuals on the PD who maybe once served with, uh, with the sheriff's department in, in some, you know, capacity and vice versa. Yep. Uh, you know, trading individuals back and forth, uh, changing up their careers and having those opportunities, I think, is amazing. Um, you know, I don't want to over talk on it, but during my time in the military, first platoon and second platoon had a friendly competition type style of, of going about things. We built bridges. 
and we were timed in, in getting that accomplished. And we were always competing with each other over who got the best time. Eventually, and I'm proud to say this, the 1041st beat regular army on, on average when it came to time. But I believe it's because of that friendly competition where we support each other, but at the same time, we're pushing each other to get a little bit faster, just a little bit faster. You got to beat that guy. You can't let first platoon, you know, be the ones who have to buy the shots. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is there, is there like a friendly competition, uh, among forces like that? And, no, because it's so apples and oranges. Yeah. And, and, and the, what our why we have a, a peace officer in law enforcement mission, um, we we have different ways we and priorities. The highway patrol is an interstate, and, all and, highway, and, yeah. and, and and crime and the the things they see up on the interstate are sometimes beyond belief. Um, the sheriff's office. Let's not forget all the they they run the jail and all the uh, court paper service, and they have such a wide um, geographical area to police. Oh wow, yeah. While for us, we have I can't remember what Sheridan is in, in twelve regards, square miles. No. Is, we have twelve square miles, so it's much easier easier for us to have a, a presence all throughout our jurisdiction as opposed to a, a, a county in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, we're not. We don't. Com- compare numbers we we more um celebrate um successes from the other agencies to so, see each other yeah. and give They're, each other yeah a like if you yeah, high five a, a, a big uh, uh drug seizure on the interstate or even the, the deputies are out there getting stuff done too yeah um, so we celebrate that and and commend them for it. but there's no we don't pay attention to really stats for lack of a better term now uh, there used to be a larger street dance uh, uh we've talked about that in the past it has since split into a smaller series of events all over the city how did those smaller events go this year uh, they they went very well and i'll attribute that to a, a few things i think the venues have changed over the years that the venue and the the spirit of each of these smaller events has kind of morphed into more entertainment based it, it, it's bringing something to provide an entertainment um, and, and each one of these entities um, have a very strong vested interest in the success of that if they want to continue it so uh, the businesses have really stepped up the the the, the, the entertainment and with uh, the actual the service and the employees really stepped up their game they've been in strong communication and coordination with law enforcement and the city because you know, when we're talking the city involvement too, it involves streets and utilities, and there's a lot more than just policing when it yeah. comes to what the city's involvement in and in providing assistance to these entities that want to put these shows on. But but we found that the, the that people went there to listen to the music, listen to the concerts, and after they were over, they were kind of okay. Oh, yeah, that was a great concert, and it was time to kind of filter out. Whereas I know the captain and I can attest to you know in the early 2000s and even before that. I mean. There were people drinking until 6 a.m. until we had to forcibly re- push them out, literally push them out of the bars. Dance is over time to go start a fight, right? It, it, pretty much. That's yeah, what it was. Fans would stop at 2, and the rainbow would be open until 6. Yeah. Um, Which they, they could. Yeah, I mean, they, they can by statute. They yep. could by statute at the time, but uh, in ordinance. But it's just changed the mentality of, of, the, of the attendees has changed as well. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, we've talked about it in the past. How other organizations I've seen uh, kind of change things more towards like a family-oriented mm-hmm. type of entertainment where, well, I'm not going to take my kids down there if there's going to be a bunch of, you know, drunk individuals that are trying to cause some problems. So venues have, have probably seen that as well and thought, you know, 
I would rather have the whole family down here. I would rather have that type of environment. And, uh, you know, you're really entertaining the everybody as opposed to just maybe mom or dad, you know. And I think that's great. And plus, obviously, it makes the environment much safer for everyone yeah, to I'm come out and have a good to, time. To the establishment are actually focus on food. Um, so th- there, there's also the food drawing uh, people to the event too, and not, not, not just the alcohol. So we've got food, a nice drink, it's a couple nice drinks, and a, and, and a good band. So yeah. it's, it's much more, it's not just an, an open air um, dive bar anymore. Yeah, you really can't ask for more when yeah. it comes to entertainment. Good band, good food, good drink. Just surround yourself with some good friends, and you got yourself a really good weekend. All right, we're going to have more with the Sheridan Police Department right after this on Public Pulse, 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Sundowners Lions Club is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Center is making room for brand new dining room sets and brand new bedroom groups. So for the next two weeks, every piece of dining room and bedroom furniture is on sale. Update your master bedroom or finally finish that guest room. Whether you just need a couple nightstands or an entire bedroom group, all bedroom furniture is on sale, even special orders. Choose from a wide range of dining sets, small enough for just two or four people, or go large with solid wood sets that can accommodate eight to ten guests. That's Moss Holders Bedroom and Dining Sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. The Sheridan Farmer's Market is back for another great season at Whitney Commons Park. You'll find local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally crafted items this Thursday and every Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. through September 14th. See the best our hardworking local producers have to offer at the Sheridan Farmer's Market Thursday evenings at Whitney Commons Park. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. And remember, please leave your pets at home. You know that old saying that whatever you do, give 100% unless you're giving blood, that is? Well, the same goes for you fixing up or tuning up your 4 before or side-by-side because you won't do it. And if you do do it, you'll do it wrong. Hando Service Center to the rescue. Just bring your machine to Hando's on Heartland Drive and they'll fix it up, tune it up, and zoom it up. Easy peasy, non-greasy. Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. They'll turn your 4 before into a trailblazing beast that even Bigfoot would envy. According to the Hearing Health Foundation, even those with a mild, untreated hearing loss are twice as likely to develop dementia. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And J.T. Kraft at EBA Hearing. Our mission is about more than selling hearing aids. We want to educate our friends and family on the hazards of untreated loss and unprotected exposure to noise. The most important thing you can do is protect your hearing. But if you have a hearing loss, please don't wait. Correct it today. EBA Hearing, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Summer's here. That means warm weather road trips. You're ready, but is your car ready? Are your tires safe for hot weather driving? Midas Tire and Auto has rebates on name brand tires. Is your vehicle's air conditioning running on empty? New or old, including the most recent YF Freon systems, Midas works on all AC systems. 
getting and keeping you safely on the road for this summer's travels. See Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. My guests this morning are the Chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain of the Force, Tom Ringley. We've been discussing the very successful Wyoming Rodeo Week held here in Sheridan last week. With so much taking place, the SPD called in some backup. How did you guys staff? Uh, I mean, we've talked about individuals coming in from Gillette. We've talked yep. about everyone bringing them some backup. We, we have a... Um We'd like to give our thanks to Chief Deaton and Deputy Chief Watson and, and their team in Gillette. We've always had a, once again, we've known them for 20 years. Um, and they've always been very generous in, in allowing their officers to come work with us um, during Radio Week. This week, we had five uh, Gillette PD officers um, on Friday night and five on Saturday nights. And they teamed up um, with one of our officers. So we had five two-man cars. Um, monitoring the events and it, it worked out really well it, it frees up our normally scheduled teams to take routine because life still goes on yeah even yeah. rodeo week um the routine call calls for service um so it just wonderful they're excellent people excellent officers and they they always fit right in with us do we kind of uh return that favor for we, any celebrations that they have we we, we absolutely would um but they haven't made any requests. Is yeah, their we, force we, a little bit bigger? I it is. Gillette's yeah. got substantially larger, and they have a pretty large force over there. And we've offered multiple times. We said, hey, if there's anything we can do to reciprocate, any help you ever need, please don't hesitate to call us. And, and we will uh, we will immediately provide and, that support. And as we constantly tell Deputy Chief Watson, they get up, they get to come up here and breathe the shared air. Yeah. <laughs> which is so much nicer. <laughs> Look at them big horns. So that's, that's right. And, um, all this is, uh, the extra manpower is paid for by an underage drinking grant, so it doesn't cost the city anything. Oh, that's year. fantastic. Uh, early figures are uh, $6,000 paid for by a grant, so it, it really works out fine. Oh, that's great. It's a win-win for yes. everybody involved. Now, uh, how does the Sheridan Police Department close out a week like this? Uh, we have an AAR, an after-action review? Yes. What did we learn? I think some of the, we, we look at both sustainments, which what went good and, and what we can improve upon. Um, you know, obviously, with when it, we, and we break it into pretty much the two main events, the parade and, and the nighttime events. Um, when it comes to the parade, I think some sustainments were um, the coordination that we had with the other departments in, in tr getting barricades and trying to communicate early to the public. The difference in the routes and access was very limited. And at the same time, one of the things we learned that we can improve upon, I think, is facilitating a little more communication with some of our downtown business owners to, to work a little earlier to, to, to make sure that we can maintain access that some of these events don't take up don't block access to the businesses because again that's the, our vibrant downtown is our, our little gem of, of really Wyoming you, you can't go many places in Wyoming and see what we have for that vibrant downtown and it's a it's a, you know I can only attribute that to the, to the businesses that are down there and so we got to make sure that we keep them in mind at all times while these events are great for the community they're va they're great um, time for people to get out and enjoy that quality of life. We still need to maintain our, uh, a strong focus on our downtown businesses to make sure they continue to thrive. 
So we learned that from those. I think that, that we could improve upon some of that communication early on. And next year, we're going to be in a very similar situation because the Main Street project will not be completed. It'll, it'll, be move, it'll move further south. So there'll probably be another alteration of the parade route with works likely closed. I don't know. It just depends on how fast they get along. So it's facilitating that communication earlier. When it comes to the nighttime events, I think one very strong thing that we did is we started, the, and we, we have emphasized this many, many times over the years, and I think we're getting to a, a place finally where we need to be, that, that early planning and early communication with those wanting to hold events is key. It's starting that planning process soon, early, and, and getting those permits in early is key to a successful event. Um, along with that, something we can, I think we can learn upon is is um, trying to work with them to, to, to prevent last-minute changes. Uh, you know, get that planning done early and, and kind of stick with that plan because last-minute changes can throw wrinkles in resources that need to be allocated by the city or by other entities. And those, those are a few of the things. I think our staffing model has been great, having the two-person cars out there roving, and it's a, it's a mix between being in a vehicle and patrolling and getting off on foot where... I don't know how many rodeos, over probably in excess of, of, of 15 to 18 rodeos where I was on foot for 12 hours and capped in the same way. We were on foot for 12 hours at a time. And it, it that's, that's Dogs hard. Dogs are hard barking. Yeah, 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 that's hard. So our staffing models are really strong sustainment. Lieutenant Keller has, has come up with this staffing model for this rodeo, and it's been a great success. Really? It, it worked out really well, kind of mixing that up a little yep. bit so you're not on your feet for well, 12 hours a day. The patrons enjoy it more if they don't feel like we're constantly looking over their shoulders because we yeah. have up to 20 officers at downtown, which what that was was appropriate. But now it, the, the, the new model and the new events are meld very well together. So, Captain, at the end of the day, what did we end up with as far as a rap sheet? Um, it was pretty... Pretty slow um, for a radio week, and this is within the city. Um, within the city. Uh, the other agencies can speak on their activity. Um, we had two DUIs, which is a nor that's a normal weekend, uh, seven public intoxications, seven MIPs, all of those were for alcohol, three befouling, um, which is urinating in public, and one arrest for interference, which is someone didn't want to talk to us. Um, so that was nonviolent. But, the overall statistic that we really look at um, with DUIs is we didn't have any fights, um, which, which is perfect. That's, a, that's exactly what we need. Um, the other interesting thing is half of this is a combination of citations and custodial arrests. For instance, befouling, we generally don't make a custodial arrest. It's a ticket. Yes. So, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But 10 of the charges were from out of town. Um, oh, wow. So, and I, I think six of those were from out of state, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so once again, it goes back to the last show when we talked about people who live here. Yeah. And it, awesome job. Um, they, it, it shows what a good community we have. And even for the, this wouldn't, these numbers wouldn't be unusual for a busy summer weekend. Yeah. Um, not, not just rodeo week. So great job, everyone. We, we, we commend everyone. That's fantastic to hear everyone coming together, put on a fantastic rodeo week. You know, those MIP numbers are a lot smaller than the ones that you used to have to divvy out back in the day. I, I can remember one weekend, um, probably less than 10 years ago, where we had 43. My just, goodness. And that was just Friday and Saturday night. These numbers are from Thursday on. Wow. So so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
um, where we had 43 one Friday and Saturday night, one rodeo weekend. You know, I think alcohol just isn't on the priority list like it used to be when we were younger, no. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely love that. Uh, you know, because we look back on these uh, house parties and these bonfires and all that stuff, and it, that really doesn't tend to happen as much as it used to. We've talked about that often. That I, I don't remember. I, I can I can remember vividly my career um, going to house party calls where there were forty or fifty or sixty individuals in in a house. I don't know the last time that it, happened. Yeah, it's it's just not happening anymore. And that's amazing. And I, I would love to try and investigate as to what shifted yeah. in the culture. I mean, we all have our theories. Well, uh, and, and we're not anti-alcohol, but we are wondering why, you know, we said before, why is a 21-year-old man giving a 15-year-old girl alcohol? Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we see as being prevented here. That, that's exactly. what we're truly trying to prevent is, is the follow-up crime. So what is the next big event on the radar? Well, we have third Thursday this week. Life goes on, um, and, we're, and we're looking forward to that. We should have a couple officers down there. Um, and then well, as we far as the— Sheridan County Fair, but it's yep. usually never, not a lot. That's a very family-oriented event. It really is, yeah. Nothing really uh, yeah. ancillary to that. But, you know, Sturgis is in our area. That's going to be coming up this year, so we can expect some extra traffic through town. A lot of motorcycles coming through headed to the, that big event. And so and that's kind of—the the rodeo is kind of the pinnacle— it really you know, it's it really a is. big it's, summer it's, it's event. It's our big summer event. We have a lot of, of smaller events that occur. And, and occasionally, you know, like we've had uh, the the Combat Veteran Motorcycle Association. They were in town a couple years ago. So we do get those events in town that occur, and we, we plan accordingly with those. But uh, the rodeo being the pinnacle, that's what everybody looks for and, and everybody's aware of. It's behind us now, and, and we'll get ready to start planning it for next year. You know, I want to congratulate all the businesses who put on an event this year. Uh, that uh, sounds like it went pretty flawlessly. Uh, I think that's a great testament to, as as the captain and the chief are saying, the community as a whole really coming together just uh, to have a great, fun weekend with no incidents. It's almost like we've all grown up. No. <laughs> almost. Yeah, we, we know, and I mean that not from maturity, but we know what we want to be. Yes. Um, and when, when we do grow up, and I think we've got there. I think I think it looks great out there. Uh, maybe next year we'll come back with zeros on on a lot of those offenses. I know that's real hopeful thinking, Chief. Sorry, that's, a, that's, a, that's a heavy lift. <laughs> it's a real heavy lift, Chief Captain. Thank you both so much for coming in and speaking with us this morning. Congratulations on a great YO Rodeo week. Thanks, Lloyd. Thanks, Lloyd. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Mayor of Buffalo, Shane Schrader. Right after this, you're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Sundowners Lions Club is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. 
First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Shan Foster with the Country Pet Inn talks about dog training and behavioral issues that dog owners may be experiencing. If the dog's not listening to you consistently and with distractions, it's not trained. And most people say, well, my dog's trained. It can sit, it downs, it comes when I call it. Well, what about when Joe Squirrel runs by? What about when that semi comes by honking its horn? Well, those are the things that I train for in real life. Most of the time, it's all through basic obedience. Now, by doing that, you take care of a lot of the behavioral issues, shyness issues, aggression issues, possession issues. When you put that dog in that mode or the dog understands its role, a lot of those things go away. Whether your dog has obedience issues where it doesn't listen to you or come to you when you call it, stealing food from the table, excessive barking, aggression issues, you name it, we'll work together to solve it. I help people understand their dog. I'm very fond of that. If you want to get a hold of me, go to countrypetin.com or call 674-8582. Shop our July savings event at Shipton's Big R. It's time to get clipping. Coupons, that is. A booklet of more than 130 coupons is available now in your mailbox and at each and every one of our stores. Also on our website at shiptonsbigr.com. The coupon is required in order to receive the discount. 50 cents off all bags of Rucker candy with coupon. 15% off Twisted X footwear with coupon. Present your coupon and receive these great deals. $5 off a 27-foot ratchet strap, 10% off Rust-Oleum spray paint, and $15 off a pool candy motorized pool tube. Save $10 with your purchase of a large bag of Science Diet dog food. Now is the time to get clipping. Coupon savings on firearms, lawn and garden items, feed, farm and ranch products, and many other items in our store. It's our annual July coupon extravaganza going on right now. And Shipton's Big R on Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Did you know One Health cares for all of you? Your physical, your behavioral, and your social health. We're proud to continue to offer primary care, immunizations, pediatrics, senior wellness, and now dental services. One Health is a passionate team offering exceptional care for the entire body, all under one roof for all ages and all income levels, accepting Medicaid, Medicare, private insurance, as well as a sliding fee scale, in-person and telehealth. So schedule your next wellness exam. One Health is now located in the train depot and at onehealthcaresforall.org. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the mayor of the city of Buffalo, Mr. Shane Schrader. Good morning, sir. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How are things over there in Buffalo? Oh, it's beautiful today. You know, there's a little breeze, nice and cool, sunny, just perfect for everything coming up. Now, I, due to the wet weather, I've noticed uh, parts of uh, one of our big parks over there is kind of flooded off and on. Uh, you guys are getting the pumps out there, uh, getting those dried out for folks so that they can get outside and enjoy the weather. Uh, is everybody a little happy that uh, things are starting to dry out, sir? Yes and no. So, yes, the, you know, you can go out and enjoy a little bit of the summer. No, because there's a lot of fuels out there and... You know, me being former uh, county fire, we're kind of looking at oof at the same time. So blessings and curses, we'll take the blessings every day. Absolutely. Now, uh, has the pool been pretty busy over there? You guys have, uh, is it the largest outdoor municipal pool in the state of Wyoming? 
Yes. You know, million gallons and was down there the other day, took my kiddo down there, and it was a line to get in and a line to get to the snack shack. And all the green space was full, and there was just people everywhere and kids having fun. And amazingly enough, a lot of adults in the pool having fun, which is all right. That sounds great. Now, we just got through our, our Wyo Rodeo Week. Do you see a lot of ancillary crowds come through Buffalo for the Wyo Rodeo? Yes. Uh, there was, there's a lot, there's been a lot of people. You know, Main Street has just been super busy. Um, you get into days where it's kind of shoulder to shoulder on the sidewalks, and and that's good. We'll take it. But, yeah, we see we see a lot of the, the folks coming for Wild Rodeo that come down and spend a little time down in Buffalo. And Sheridan's going to benefit uh, quite a bit from this because Buffalo's got an event coming up this weekend where thousands of individuals come in from all over the world. Longmire Days begins on Friday. Uh, does the city itself do anything pre- to kind of prepare itself for this, these large crowds? No, absolutely. Uh, you know, you can't expect that many that many folks coming in and, and not to prepare for it. So, you know, last night at the council, uh, you know, Chief Bassett gave an update. You know, Public Works is gearing up and getting prepared for for everything that's coming. So, yeah, we take all the extra steps to, to make sure everybody's safe, clean, happy, and enjoys their time here in Buffalo. Now, are, are you already starting to see some folks coming to town? Oh, yeah. Not only for Longmire, but just, you know, tis the season, and, you know, it's kind of fun being down on Main Street, and all you have to do is wear your City of Buffalo shirt, and you get lots of lots of people stopping and talking and telling us what a great part of the world we live in both here and shared and you know because like we were talking about before they do go back and forth and they enjoy both communities really well and enjoy the they enjoy the people you know yeah we get i get remarks all the time of how friendly everybody is and in this area and that's a that's a good boon for us to to have friendly friendly folks meeting other friendly folks now you were featured on uh, HGTV sometime earlier. Uh, maybe it was late last year, early this mm-hmm. year. Uh, are as you're out there walking around talking to folks, uh, has anyone brought up that appearance of Buffalo on that television program as to being the reason why they came all the way to to see it? Yes, uh, you know, just so. Uh, first part of last week i met with a couple and she was she stopped and asked me where the park bench was that they left where the mural was and she is an hgtv fan and she was going around and taking photos of all the different places that the hgtv hgtv crews had been and wanting to get pictures of everything she was excited i'm not quite sure he was excited as she was about it but (laughs) Hey, that's what you do, right? That's what <laughs> that's you what do. That's what love's all about. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, Longmire Days features a parade. Are you going to be uh, on a float this year, sir? I will not. Uh, fortunately, this year I will not be able to be in town during Longmire. I have other commitments out of state that I have to be at, so I will not be on the float this year. So it kind of bums me out, but 
this has been planned for months that I have to be at, so there I'll be. I totally understand. Uh, I've had to miss a couple of events myself in the past due to the other obligations. Now, <laughs> switching gears on you here real quick, sir. Last night during the city council meeting, the council voted unanimously to accept and adopt the capital improvement plan. This list uh, shows the projects that the city plans on accomplishing over the course of the next five years, correct? Correct. What is that process like sitting down with other council members, department heads, going through line item? How do you, how do you generally prioritize that list? Well, you know, most of them come from public works and, you know, the staff and they kind of tell us because they're, they're, the, they're the boots on the ground. They see it every day, you know, what what their priorities are going into it. And you sort it out and price it out and and just figure everything out. And, of course, you know, Floyd, it's a living document. So, as we know, living things change. And it's a really good guide, if you will, on how to keep focus and how to keep on track on what our priorities are going to have to be for the next five years. And so for folks who may not know, I mean, if, if something comes along, we don't have to stick directly to this priority list. Exactly. Um, again, you know, the world is ever evolving and ever changing. So there are times where something's going to have to get moved up the priority list, switched off the priority list. But again, it's it's a guide that, that we can look at and we can move forward with. And, you know, it also goes into, you know, the the, the dark side of, of what we have to do. And when grants and things come up, you know, you hate to use that, that money word, but if federal grants come up, if state grants come up, if private grants come up, you can pull this out and say, well, look, we have a plan already in place. We have priorities chosen, and that can definitely help secure some of those fundings from outside sources as well because you've acknowledged that it's a, it's, it needs treated and you have to move forward with it. And all you're really waiting on is the money itself. Correct. Now, what is the top priority or at least the, the top project that uh, you and the council came up with for this list? Well, this this time it's obviously going to be Main Street stuff, but, you know, because we get to do Main Street next year starting like you guys are, are moving forward with this year. So we're going to be, you know, focusing on getting the Main Street projects done and, you know, just infrastructure is what we're looking at. Um, Buffalo's not a young town. I think it's the second oldest city in the state, and we have some stuff that definitely needs focused on. So infrastructure projects primarily, you know, focusing towards the Main Street project. While, while it's open, we can get in there. Now, sir, if you could put a project, if you had a magic wand, and you could just say this is the project that I want at the top of the list, uh, what project would that be for you? Uh, for me, you know, it's I, I think the Main Street projects are are right on target simply because, you know, that's going to affect a lot of people and a lot of businesses. So I want to get it done and get it done right, you know, the first time and make things as painless as possible. Now, you will be uh, 
Buffalo will be undergoing a reconstruction of its main street, but also, I mean, all everything that is technically highway. So that's a lot of road in the city. How many years are they projecting it will take for this project to take place so here in Sheridan? It's going to it's it's just two years. I say just, but it's it's two years over in Buffalo. Is it going to be longer than that? They are not projecting any longer than two seasons. Wow. Two construction seasons. So, you know, the, the state portion of it is, you know, it's it's maintenance. It's not it's not repair. It's maintenance. So they'll roto mill it and resurface it. Um, the big projects are going to be what we as the city do. That's, you know, the underneath uh, in the in the belly of the bee, so to speak, you know, the the infrastructure under the surface. So. So those other streets, are it's all just good old surface work. We'll be able to breeze through that. But when it comes to the downtown, the city's going to get their hands dirty. Correct. Now, how is the alleyway construction coming along? Is it progressing at the at the rate that you guys are pleased with? Well, you know, Mother Nature, as we talked about before, was, wasn't real helpful. Um, so... Behind the post office, the A&B Bank, you know, First Northern Bank, that alley behind Crazy Woman Square, that's done, that's up and running, people are driving on it. The one behind Sports Lure and on the west side of Main Street, that one, you know, they're doing pouring right now, so it should be cured out hopefully by Friday. And then we start on the third phase of that downtown alley project, which will go from north side creek all the way up to come and go and through that area behind the new bonds brewing and in that area how are our local business owners feeling about this entire thing uh, are, are they kind of just saying you know what it needs done we're on board um well i don't think anybody likes construction right at their business and i don't blame them um if i was a business owner downtown i would probably be a little apprehensive but in the same sense, we got great people, great business owners down there, and they know it's a project that has to be done. Um, you know, there was an article in the in the bulletin sometime back interviewing some of the folks, and, you know, are they happy? Probably not the happiest, but they know it has to be done, and they're supportive in it getting done. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it, it improves their business. It gives them better alley access into their into their buildings and it's 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 a good project that just needed to get done so they're supportive of it kind of like the the main street up here uh you know no business owners aren't exactly pleased with it but the fact of the matter is you know 50 years is a long time for a street to go and it's just about as Mm -hmm. gone about as far as it's gonna go now uh what other events are coming up this summer in Johnson County and Buffalo after Longmire Days. Well, we got Longmire Days. We got fair and rodeo coming up. We have the arts, you know, the arts of the Bighorn. And, you know, our next three weeks, our next month is going to be jam-packed with, you know, fun, just fun events, family, family events. And it's just it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And, you know, it's just good people meeting good people downtown and enjoying the time. Absolutely. Is the location of the farmer's market, 
is in Crazy Woman Square. Has anyone brought up uh, any movement of that event due to the construction that's going to be happening in a couple years, or or are they happy with where it's at? It's not going to interfere or nothing. You know, I'm not sure how, you know, maybe a little dust, a little noise, um, but no, I, you know, the chamber puts that on, and and I have not heard anything from the chamber as far as moving it to a different location. Well, that's that's good news to hear. As- well, they have lobbing, you know, on the backside of that. And yeah. Lobbing was done just a few years ago. So and it looks a, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the sidewalks, will they be receiving any kind of repair, any kind of maintenance during the project, or are those going to be left alone? I think it's going to be a mix. I think there's going to be areas that get redone and areas that don't. Um, so the portions of it will be on on YDOT and portions of it will be on the, the citizens of Buffalo through the city. So Now, what is it, sir, that makes Buffalo such a special place that people return year after year? Uh, you know, some of these folks go into this Longmire event. They've been attending this event since the very first one. Some some of those individuals have even purchased houses there in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. What is it about that community? Well, I think, you know, my, my sister and brother-in-law were just out visiting from from Nebraska, and I know that they looked at a couple houses while they were out here. And, you know, they live in a in a city about the size of Sheridan, maybe a little bit larger, where they come from. And they said, you know, you don't hear sirens. You don't, you know, everybody waves at everybody. You can kind of walk down Main Street, and there are people sitting on benches. And it's just, they like the, the calmness and the laid back. And then, of course, you got the beauty, you know, the big horns and the, you know, to the west and the plains to the east. And, you know, we're we're located so close to Sheridan, Gillette, Casper, you know, other towns where if you do need services that Buffalo has, in, in Wyoming, it's not a big trip, you know, to to go and get those other things. But it's just a quiet community and kind of everybody knows everybody and, you know, it's just quiet and laid back and peaceful and beautiful. And that's what they like about it. Now, you are also an EMT. How, how's that going? It's been a good year so far. You know, there hasn't been any major catastrophes that we've dealt with. You know, a few, you know, motorcycle tip-overs or whatever. But, there ha- I mean, it's been a great year so far. This is kind of our standard calls for service that we get. Now, just a real quick question. I'm running out of time with you, but uh, I've always kind of been curious. What was it that inspired you to kind of change careers mid midstream uh you're still a very young man uh you had worked at an executive level positions for some very well-known companies uh what brought you back here and and inspired you to become an emt well when i was a wee little lad back in the day i was an emt in a very small town uh where i come from and it's it sounds cliche, but it's it's helping people, you know. Um, 
I've said it a million and one times. I'm not a money person. Money doesn't drive me. Money doesn't uh, encourage me to do things differently because God knows I made way more money at that executive level than I did as an EMT. But, you know, when you walk down a street and somebody walks up and they get tears in their eyes because you're the person that saved them, that's the biggest payment you can ever get. Or you can help a family through a difficult situation or, you know, I mean, EMT calls go from a range of everything from sore toes to to fatality accidents to, you know, people with suicidal ideations and, you, you know, and you can go back and talk with these people or the families of these people and they're so appreciative of what you do to help them. I got to go, sir. I, I greatly appreciate you and that's a beautiful answer. There's no other reason to do it. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Sundowners Lions Club is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Fresh Palisade peaches and pears from the Sheridan Sundowners Lions Club can be ordered at Third Thursdays in Sheridan or by contacting the club at SheridanSundowners1 at gmail.com. 20-pound lugs are $40 for peaches and $30 for pears with arrival in early September. Proceeds from orders help fund vision screenings, eye exams, glasses, and even operations for youth and needy residents in Sheridan County. Also join the club for the main event Gravel Grinder, a fundraiser bike ride with 25, 50, and 80-mile lengths to choose from. For more information, visit maineventgravel.com. Let's get those paintbrushes rolling. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our True Value Paint Department has so much to offer when it comes to painting. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing a paint color combination, our True Value Paint Department can help you get started. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway. What could be more perfect than the perfect ratio of sizzling sausage to freshly cracked egg to melty cheese sandwiched together in a perfectly toasted McDonald's McMuffin? If we added jalapenos to spice things up. Introducing the new cheesy jalapeno sausage McMuffin with egg. Pair yours today with a refreshing medium iced coffee, now even bolder. At participating McDonald's compared to prior iced coffee. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE!